T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. Wish your significant other a happy Valentine's Day today. So uh, I know my wife's not listening, but uh, I wish her a happy Valentine's Day. Bob, you got a double dip on Valentine's Day because your wife. She was born today. Her happy birthday, JoJo, and a happy Valentine's Day. You know who else was born today? Uh, he lived not close. He lived pretty close to you. You know who I do know who was born today? T Van. Uh, T Van was born. T Van Galjure. Oh, I, so T Van, I know birthday. you're listening in Orange Beach. Uh, yeah, yeah. So happy birthday, brother. Uh, uh, yeah, T Van's born. Yeah, that's right. And now that I remember, we celebrated that. Uh, we had a retirement party on Necker Island, and uh, yeah, T Bob said, "Oh, it's like I mean, uh, T Bob." T Van said, "It's like two for one." But you know who else was born today? And he went to four straight Super Bowls and lost. <laughs> Jim, Jim Kelly. Kelly. Jim Kelly is born on Valentine's. Uh, you know who else? Uh, Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, the, Mike the, the, some, mayor, the mayor. And he spent a lot mayor, of money to lose. The New York mayor, he was born on Valentine's <laughs> yeah, Day. He spent a lot of money to lose. Also, my good friend Aaron Watts from uh, Baton Rouge, oh, former Golden Girl, and man, Lord, have mercy, uh, LSU Tiger through and through. So uh, and, and happy Mike, birthday, Aaron. I, I want to, you know, because we do a little gaming on the show or talk about it. You know, when it first came out in free agency, like uh, what quarterbacks – are going to be available or potentially available. This before even Tom Brady announced his retirement. So you look at, like, uh, we were focused on Derek Carr and the possibility, you know, even with the Ravens maybe franchising tag Lamar Jackson, where could he end up? Uh, I I saw these odds uh, that that Derek Carr uh, was, like, plus 800 odds to land with the Saints implying that it was like 11.1% chance if the Raiders, uh, you know, obviously the date's here and he is a free agent and, uh, you know, they released him. It's free to sign now with any teams. Uh, The current favorites even uh, that was before, more than the Saints, uh, like I said, the Saints, uh, if you want Derek Carr going to the Saints, plus 800. The NFC South teams? Uh, The the Jets were plus 400. (laughs) The Colts were plus 425. The Titans plus 650. And, like, the commanders were plus 900. So uh, this is before Tom Brady announced his retirement and all that. So if you put a little coin. Well, I like, saw it today. Plus eight, what is it today? Tampa is the top spot uh, to bet for Derek Carr. He knows <laughs> in the two spot, Carolina Saints are three. Okay. So, they, so uh, all NFC South teams, every one of them. Uh, and that that's not a shock to me uh, when you look at it across the board uh, to see that kind of how it's developed. Nobody's got stability in the NFC South at the quarterback position. 
uh, at all. And that's why I think all these teams are going to be players in the quarterback uh, derby. Now, Mike, talking about the NFC South, uh, we're always intrigued. Uh, now, the Ravens, he's not going anywhere. They're franchise tagging, but no telling what kind of deal you could put forth. And all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson's not a Raven anymore. Uh, but you look, a 2019 NFL MVP, and you think that Baltimore would pay him, but that would be interesting. Uh, the Saints uh, landing Lamar Jackson, again, this is before Tom Brady asked, uh, announced retirement, was like plus 1,500. <laughs> so plus 1,500, like, so basically a 6.25% chance. And according to the odds, better chance would, uh, to land uh, would be one of the Saints' NFC South rivals. Uh, the, the favorite, though, was the Jets. The Jets were number one at plus 250. I, I don't but, see that. But the Falcons were plus 350. Okay, that, that and I can see. And, and they had Carolina plus 750. So. Uh, that I could see. And, and today, Todd Munkin leaves Georgia uh, after back-to-back national championship seasons with the Bulldogs. And now he's the new offensive coordinator, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, so, uh, so Todd Munkin has, has taken off, uh, and you know he coached for a while in the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And no, he's done an outstanding job and the stability. So uh, you know who you're familiar with? Uh, what did Georgia decide to do? You know what they brought back <laughs> Mike Bobo. Bobo. They, they brought back. Remember Mike Bobo was at Georgia. He left, went to Colorado State. I remember when Mike did Bobo was the quarterback at Georgia. But they, they were him and Kirby Smart were right. teammates. Yep. They were teammates. So, you know, who you're familiar with and all that. Um, like, uh, I, I think they will, he'll have success as the coordinator. But uh, with Monk, Todd Munkins in, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I, I've been in some uh, coaching sessions with Todd, and he's so detailed about, listen, it's not about what I can coach. I want to find out what the player can do the best. And then I work off of what he does best, and I adjust what I think could happen to what he can do the best well, out on the field. I, I guarantee he wants them to keep Lamar Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's breaking the rosary beads on that <laughs> one. Uh, that, that one I can guarantee. Bob, we also see when you go to the Super Bowl, you lose people. Uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles offensive and defensive coordinators today both get head coaching jobs. Uh, Shane uh, got the job with the Indianapolis Colts, and Jonathan Good Gannon got the job with the Arizona Cardinals. Well, that, 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 man, that, that, that could be another one God. and done uh, with uh, the Cardinals. Man, I don't know about taking that job. Uh, that, that seems to me just a quick saying job. Well, even, uh, with the Cardinals. even if you're not familiar. Um, with the individual, because when you say Gannon, I think like Rich Gannon, the old quarterback. Not Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. So, uh, who, who are you familiar with? Uh, I think as an Eagles fan, you probably would say they much more torn apart uh, apart by losing the offensive coordinator than the defensive coordinator. Because uh, I think he developed a Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts got better as a passer. No, Shane did and, a good job. Yeah, and a now really he, good job. He's gone with, with the Colts. So uh, you know, it was crazy that. I think a lot of people in Arizona thought Brian Flores would get the job, and Brian was, man, I take a good look at this Cardinals job. I'm going to Minnesota. I'm going to coach the defense there uh, instead of maybe taking this job. No, he's no. Sean saw the same thing. I mean, it's it's a, a sinkhole uh, in Arizona. No, and, and, and I, I'm telling you, that's one that's one quarterback, and he has to work out like Russell Wilson has to work out with Denver, Kyler Murray, where they just paid him. He has to work out. And you out. don't even know if he's going to be there for the start of the season. I don't I don't know that. No, and, and, uh, with and, coming off that knee injury. And uh, uh, 
Colin Murray, whoever's the coach, uh, I want to see who's the OC and the quarterback coach for the Arizona Cardinals now that Jonathan got that job because Jonathan's expertise is as a defensive coach. Well, and and, uh, whoever's running the offense, you can expect uh, they can get an earful from uh, Colin Murray. He'll be dog cussing. (laughs) One way or another. We're going to go to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. We're going to go to Jimmy and Gretna. Jimmy in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, look, I'll say this real quick off the top. Mike, you'll get a kick out of this. The old saying is never draft a quarterback from the West Coast. It'd be Fresno State or USC, Matt Leinart, uh, Barkley, all the names, all the guys so, that didn't so, so you're not gonna drive, some... So you're not going to draft Caleb? Caleb Williams? Come on. Uh, okay, I knew Bobby know, was like, going to throw that like, one out. Yeah, you got John so wait, Elway, Carson wait, Palmer. Wait, I know I know. Aaron Rodgers, that's it. But that's it. That's it. That's a wrap right Yeah, there. but I, I'm telling years. you, you could do that in the SEC, ACC, yeah, Big Ten, Big 12. There's been a, uh, it's a lot more misses than hits. Garrett Grayson, there's a lot of hit misses over there on that side. Ian Book. The old Mike. Mike, yeah, exactly. Mike, the old saying is never draft a West Coast quarterback and never draft a Notre Dame player, period. <laughs> That's what the bumper sticker says. Oh, yeah. So, so Joe uh, but I, I'll take that dude that plays offensive guard for the coach. Hey, yeah. look, listen, let me ask you this, and I'm going to hang Quentin up. Quentin Nelson, Carr, man. Yeah. Hey, that? let me ask you this. There, if Derek Carr, did he do this whole move to basically kind of not only screw over the Raiders, but let's say he does sign with the Saints. He's ensuring that that third rounder, let's say if we were to trade a third rounder for him to the Raiders in that trade, that that's just more ammunition possibly for here? Or, you know, what do you think of that? What are the possibilities of that I being think a player his, and all that? I think his agent has gauged the landscape very well, and he knows exactly what's out there, and he knows what some teams are willing to pay him. And his deal is, you know what, hey, what the Saints offered is great. But I think maybe we can do a little bit better. We can get more than forty something million, and, forty and a half million guaranteed. And, and, and so, signing a long term deal. I agree with you. Uh, even if he wants to come back to the Saints, it helps them from a standpoint of not having to give up a pick. But you're going to have to pay more for him financially and commit to him for longer than a year. Yeah. Now, Mike, how does that work out? Like uh, as far as co- compensatory pick, uh, the Raiders will get that just from the league, right? Uh, they lose Derek Carr. But you uh, see, they cut him. Oh, so he's they wouldn't get nothing. <laughs> he's not technically that free agent. Right, he right. He was cut loose. No, no, that makes sense, uh, Jimmy. When you look at uh, Derek Carr and his people or his camp, so to speak, no, you want uh, people bidding uh, for your talent. Or, uh, you know, for, you don't want one team. You want you want to have options, and that's why I'm telling you whether you like it or not, Derek Carr is going to probably get between 34 and 37 million, and I just don't think that he's worth that much uh, more. Uh, now you might say, well, he's three years younger than Andy Dalton, but even like a Baker Mayfield, who the Saints uh, like going back to Jeff Harlan, all they always liked Baker Mayfield when he was when coming he came out, out of OU and seeing seeing where he was drafted, but his market right now is maybe whatever, ten million. Yeah, Mike at the most, it's probably seven to ten million. Uh, so, but you know so, what? So you think Derek Carr is that much better than Baker Mayfield? I, I mean, to me, I can tell you right now, I don't think the same. You now. have to believe that Derek is your guy. For the next three to four years. So that means we're not going to the Super Bowl in the next three or four years? Well, uh, if you sign him, you understand that's what you're going to get. You're not committing him to just one hey, year. Let me you're tell committing you, well, to Derek Carr well, well, for multiple years. Well, what organizations do, this is what they do. They want the Houdat Nation, the Saints fan base, 
to perceive or to look at the upcoming season where they have hope. And what I mean by hope, that I'm going to the game, I'm supporting a winner. Now, and listen, I think Derek Carr can produce a winner, but again, doesn't mean we're winning anything. We had the great Drew Brees, first ballot Hall of Famer, and we won one Super Bowl. So I'd say we underachieved in 2011. We all know the Nola no call, but we know we were right there. So the fans always had hope. I would not be surprised we signed Derek Carr. All of a sudden, uh, we end the postseason. We might even get to host because the NFC South is, uh, is, is, is down. It's sorry, kind of, when you look at it. Now, if Lamar Jackson was Atlanta, that might be a different story. But we, okay, so let's say we, we win 10 games and we win the NFC South. We'd be 10 and 7. We hosted a playoff game. Uh, we might be one and done. But you know what? The organization could say, what are you saying? Uh, fans, look, we su- you're supporting a winner. We're winning. Well, it, it doesn't mean you, because it, only one team can win a Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> aren't the people in Carolina saying the same thing? Or if you're in Atlanta, aren't you saying the same thing? It's exact the same thing. Uh, Bob, I dug up some notes because I had a couple former Joe Clark uh, guys tell me, Mike, tell that story. I interviewed Joe a few years back. And he, he's the first one to bring it up to me about you got to draft multiple quarterbacks every year. You got to bring them in, either free agent or you got to draft them. Because Joe was that. Joe thought he was going to be the man in Cleveland. Otto Graham retires and he says, okay, I think I got that job. All of a sudden, Paul Brown trades for three veteran quarterbacks and he's, he's okay. the fourth guy. But listen to, he said, the only team I think really went to the utmost with this, similar to Paul Brown, who did it both in Cleveland and Cincinnati, he said was Mike Holmgren and Ron Wolf. They trade for Brett Favre. The next year... From Atlanta. Yeah. From Atlanta. Then they, they um, draft Mark Brunel in the fifth round the following year. Okay? You got Brett Favre, and you pick Brunel in round five. And Mark Brunel takes the Jaguars to the playoffs. They trade him for... Yep. Uh, a third and a fifth. They picked go, him in round five. he goes to Jacksonville, five. right, Mike? And he yeah, takes right. him to the playoffs. The next year, they signed Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon was a free agent, so they signed Jim. You got to stockpile quarterbacks. Kurt Warner was in that camp the year afterwards. Joe said the worst thing Holmgren did, he cut him. Because they had so many quarterbacks, they cut him, and then that's when he went play arena football. Did they have Ty Detmer then, too? Ty uh, Detmer. If I'm bringing and young. in 1998... Matt Hasselbeck. Look, Matt so ha- look, look the, the array of quarterbacks. Matt Hasselbeck. They picked him in round six. Leaves the Packers, goes to the Seahawks, it takes the Seahawks to the Super Bowl, and then they, they lost to the Steelers. Remember when uh, Ben Roethlisberger was a rookie, right? I think he's rookie. So think about that. You know what's another example? Okay. It, it changed. It's so fluid. It could change like in, in not, not month to month, but maybe two or three months. Okay, look, look for instance how things change. Then the Seahawks, they like well with Matt Flynn. He was with the Raiders. They paid Matt Flynn big bucks to go to Seattle. Then they drafted Russell Wilson. In the third round. And then look what, look what happened. Russell Wilson ends up beating out Matt Flynn in training camp. Then also look what Russell did. Won a Super Bowl with Seattle. So you got to draft quarterbacks. That's the moral of the story. Bottom line, you got to be able to do it. And you say, well, you might miss on them. So what? Well, uh, tell me the guys that you picked late in this draft. What did they do for the Saints in 2022? What did they do? 
Well, and, and, and Mr. Irrelevant, like Brock Purdy. Now, he was on a great supporting cast, but uh, I think he's a winner. Look he's he a winner. But those selections the Saints made, did they make a difference? You know who made a difference? Rashid Shaheed. You got him as an undrafted free agent. He made a difference. Lewis Kidd made a bigger difference than any of those guys that Rashid you picked Shaheed later. Shaheed right now is our second best receiver, and <laughs> yeah. we didn't even draft him. Yeah, and because he was hurt, and you understand sometimes that's going to happen on draft day, you, you, you got to have a guy that falls because of an injury question mark, and you don't know if he can play in 2022 or 2023. All I know is who's considered, besides Pat Mahomes, and they weren't first-round draft picks, who's considered the two best? It's for sure in the conversation. I think for sure they were the best before Patrick Mahomes. Look where Joe Montana was drafted in Tom Brady. Okay, Was Joe Montana first-rounder? No. no. Was Tom Brady a first round? No. So I listen, that's why your scouting department, all that comes in. You gotta draft them. Think about what Mark Brunel and Matt Hasselbeck did during their careers. They were starting quarterbacks. One got picked in the fifth round, the other one in the sixth round. They made round. the Jack the, the Jaguars winners and the Seahawks. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone fifteens, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone fifteens? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.